This is Friday, June 11th. Years ago, when I was still in college, I was hired to be a youth director of a church in western North Carolina. The church was a mid-sized Baptist church in a nice southern town. The people were amazingly friendly and gracious to me. But something I did not know going in was that the church pastor had been unable to get along with any of his staff people. He was an unhappy and controlling man, and by taking the job, I'd become the next target. One of the other leaders in the church explained this to me soon after I accepted the job, that I would likely not be there for long. And he was right. As the ministry to the youth began to flourish, the pastor took this as a threat. I remember the night that same leader who had warned me came to me with tears in his eyes to let me know that I had been fired. How could this happen? Now my story was not a new story. I've heard it repeated many times, as it happened since sin first came into the world. Leadership is a dangerous thing. It can easily be misused rather than used for the good of people. There can be an immense envy among leaders. Some think they should have the position or the status or the success that others have. This happened even among the disciples of Jesus. Early on in Jesus' time with his disciples, we are told, Then a dispute arose among them as to which of them would be the greatest. That's Luke chapter 9, verse 46. Indeed, this seems to happen among all kinds of leaders at one time or another. So the early chapters of Numbers set the stage for a brewing problem that will cause trouble to the people of God for years to come. Let me read it to you. Numbers chapter 3, verse 11 to 13. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Behold, I have taken the Levites from among the people of Israel, instead of every firstborn who opens the womb among the people of Israel. The Levites shall be mine, for all the firstborn are mine. On the day that I struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, I consecrated for my own all the firstborn in Israel, both of man and of beast. They shall be mine. I am the Lord. Now, this may not sound like a big deal, but here's what happened. Among the people of God, the oldest member of each family had the job of guiding the family, being the family leader, and really, sort of the priest for the whole family, going before God on behalf of his family. Now, God always worked among the members of the family to preserve the family structure, and so the oldest member called the others to prayer. The oldest member made sure the members of the family were taken care of. The oldest member stood before God on behalf of his family in prayer, pleading with God for them. But in the wilderness, God shifted the burden and place of leadership to the tribe of the Levites. Now, there were many problems that arose from this. First, with the new leadership role, there were many benefits. There was a greater access to the Lord and a trust with the resources of the people. It was a high honor, for sure. This honor was taken away from the firstborn in the tribes and families 
and it was given to one tribe. And the second problem was that it was given to the tribe of Moses. To some it seemed like nepotism, though the Lord himself commanded that it should be done. And add to this, the priest was formalized and not only given to the tribe of Moses, but to Aaron from the family of Moses. Aaron became the high priest. He was given more authority and responsibility among the people. And again, because his was was a family among the tribe of Levi, you can see why and how envy would creep in. Why did he deserve this place more than others? Where could, why could not there not be a shared leadership? This just did not seem fair. And it wasn't. But we need to remember God is not concerned with fairness in the way we think about it. God often has purposes we cannot see, and we will not know right away. And this is what the Lord wanted. It was not the idea of Moses. Now this text challenges the way we look at leadership. We think the brightest or the strongest or the wisest should be the one in charge. Do you remember how the prophet Samuel made this mistake later on in Jewish history? The Lord sent him to the house of Jethro, the Jesse, to find and anoint a new king over Israel. Jesse brought in his sons. They were all fine specimens, strong, bright, and ready. And Samuel mistook these qualities for God's calling. But he was wrong. It was the youngest, the boy, still out tending sheep that the Lord had chosen. Why? David had walked with the Lord. He knew deep communion with God from his time in the wilderness with the sheep. And God knew his heart. You see, our way of approaching leadership is not God's way. The Lord had a purpose in selecting Aaron to be the high priest, and God had a purpose in shifting responsibility from the firstborn to the Levites. This was a lesson I had to learn all those years ago when I was let go from the church that I loved. The pastor had not been a healthy leader, but he was there by the plan of God. And God used this time to help me submit even more to him and to trust that God is working when I cannot see it and when I don't understand what he's doing. God taught me in the process to learn to support leaders around me and that the weight of leadership can be overwhelming. Moses faced what seemed like unending criticism and all he was doing was trying to be faithful to the Lord. And Jesus was dogged by those that opposed him, threatened him, and challenged him at every turn, but he was faithful to the end. You might ask God to show you how you can support the leaders that are around you, and how you can pray for them. I know all these years ago I could have done a much better job of supporting my pastor. Let's pray together. Sovereign God, there are times we see leaders and we wonder why they're in charge. Why did you choose them? But remind us that your thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts and your ways higher than our own. Show us how to support and encourage the leaders you've surrounded us with. And even now, we pray for them, for wisdom, for courage to lead, and for their communion with you. 
and we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.